Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This rate, we won't have open water very long in these parts. Some of the ponds and sloughs freezing over. The big water going to freeze over at this rate pretty quick. Speaking of the outdoors, Steve Carney joins us. Steve Carney, Outdoors.com. Steve-O, uh, you, you got to love this cold weather if you want to get out on the ice and catch fish. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Um, yeah, it's kind of a love-hate thing. I uh, was out this afternoon kind of scouting my uh, last-second duck run for tomorrow morning, and my river systems have frozen up, and my you know small to medium lakes are frozen. So unfortunately, um, I think the duck thing is over. Uh, it ends on Tuesday in the north uh, section up here and continues for another week in southern Minnesota, central Minnesota. But yeah, for me up here, it looks like it's over. It's kind of sad, but uh, it was a pretty good season overall. But uh, kind of a quick ending here with these single digits. I was a little uh, little bummed about that, but uh, I guess we're going to try to make ice now. Yeah, and uh, Steve, it is just one of those things, how quick it went from unusually warm to uh, unusually cold. It was a flip of a switch, and that, that that's never easy. Yeah, you know, we've had a lot of snow up here in the northwest, too, Steve. It's snowed almost every day now for the last five, six days. You know, not a lot, but just enough to change things. And it's really changed the uh, the deer uh, locations as well, and their patterns are totally changed now with the snow. And, you know, the good news now is you can actually see where they're going, you know, to and from now in the snow. Um, they're basically bedded fairly close to their food sources, and now – it almost makes your old stands kind of obsolete because everything has changed. The firearms deer season is over, and that, you know, changed their patterns as well. But now you can get out in this snow, and you can scout. You can find out exactly where they're going between bedding and food, food and bedding, and you got a good chance of, you know, intercepting them in the next, uh, you know, we got a good six weeks left for the bow hunters, and we've got muzzleloaders starting on Saturday. So there's still time left. Um, it was kind of a tough firearm season for everybody, and I think uh, a lot of those guys are going to switch to muzzle loaders and bow for the last six weeks just to, you know, try to, you know, take the deer that they couldn't get during the gun season. So, unfortunately, the numbers are down. The harvest was uh, down 32% up in my area, and they're looking at about 21-22% down statewide. So, um, kind of a tough go, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and, and Steve, you, you kind of hinted at that very early on when, when you were out in your stand. You just weren't seeing a lot of activity. It was a tough hunt for sure. Yeah, you know, and I heard that from a lot of people as well, and I'm I'm on some terrific property, and, you know, when you don't see them on your A-grade properties, then you know they're just not there. And I think last winter, you know, was really tough. Um, I thought it was the worst winter I've ever suffered through, and I think a lot of the critters, you know, had a tough time too. But if we can get a mild winter here, uh, I think that would, you know, be great. They'll, they have a, you know, whitetails have a, 
and a chance to really rebound fast, and that's what's so great about that species. They can just turn things around in a season or two. So hopefully if we have a mild winter, they get through it in good shape. Uh, things will just get better. So we'll have to see, and possibly the DNR might have to reevaluate the ambulance permits too in a lot of parts of Minnesota mm. just because the harvest was, you know, not what it was supposed to be. You know, the DNR tends to blame the weather Oh, it was rainy, it was windy, that's why the harvest was down. But from my perspective and the people I talk to, it's the numbers that are down. It's not the weather, but, you know, that's just my take. Yeah, and Steve, another season that uh, continues, and, and that's true here in Minnesota and South Dakota, and that is the pheasant season. And sometimes you get late season, and, and sometimes those are the best hunts. Oh, exactly, Steve. And, you know, you're from the Dakotas. You know what that's like when these sloughs, you know, start freezing up now. You can actually get into these cattail sloughs and these swamps. And, you know, always it's always a good uh, move to have uh, hip boots or, um, you know, something nice and high in case you break through. But now you can get into these areas where they've been hiding out and you couldn't get at them before. So, you know, a lot of the pheasant hunters, you know, will hunt you know, during the early season, then they kind of hang it up. But really, you get into November like this, and you have 20, 25-degree days. That's the perfect day to get out. The dogs can handle it. They can pick up scent. And now you can get into these areas that they've been hiding in, which makes November and December pheasant hunting, in my opinion, um, probably as fun as it gets. You know, they hold tight. They they group up in, in groups of four, five, six. So when you bust them up, you're going to get, you know, multiple, you know, shots, which is really indicative of November and December. So still, you know, still plenty of time left. You can, you know, hunt pheasants till the 1st of January. And then after December 1, the limit goes from 2 to 3. So there's still still plenty of things to do. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And then for all those anglers, I work with a couple of guys that are just hardcore ice fishermen, and they are counting down. I mean, when when, the, when they saw the forecast at the end of this week, now they're not too thrilled about the forecast next week because uh, we're going to get milder temps, but uh, they they are chomping at the bit, and they all know that that, uh, that bite right out of the gate, as soon as he can get out there, is really good. You know, ice fishing people are just, they're just <laughs> zealots. I mean, they really are. They're just, they can't wait to get out. They take, you know, a lot of risks early in the season. And people are talking about going up to Red Lake already. And, you know, it's not even frozen over yet. But that's the excitement at this time of the year as we kind of prepare for that. And everybody knows how good early ice is. And I'm kind of looking at it the other way. I'm, I'm ready for ice fishing. I do love ice fishing, but I don't want to get into it quite yet. You know, we have these 30s coming up, which is going to be perfect for pheasant hunting, perfect for bow hunting, perfect for muzzleload hunting. So, you know, first things first. And, you know, we'll get to the ice, you know, as it happens. But you can bank on it. We'll have ice, you know, probably at the beginning of December. And, you know, people will be up, you know, up to Red Lake probably in the beginning of December. So it'll happen. I'm just not quite ready yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not ready for it either. Uh, I had to run some errands earlier today, and that that, that wind had a little bite to it. Uh, I, I I need to gear up a little bit more uh, for that. I know Steve. it all was right, just nasty. You... I was all loaded up. I had my uh, yeah. sneak boat ready, decoys ready to go tomorrow morning, and found out my rivers are frozen. And it just broke my heart. It's like eight degrees up here right now, and it, it's just too early for that. It's not even Thanksgiving yeah. yet. 
Yeah, and uh, what do you got short week with Thanksgiving on Thursday? What are your plans, Steve? Oh, I'm going to be in a bow stand probably every night this week, Steve, probably to get some pheasant hunting in there. And, you know, the duck thing, got to put all the duck stuff away. So okay. there's some maintenance things that got to be done, get the ice houses out. So plenty to do, but I look forward to Thanksgiving week. It's usually fairly decent temperatures, and there's still a lot of things to do. So looking forward to it. All right, Steve, uh, talk to you in a week. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, same to you and your family, Steve. I'll take care. All right, there he is, Steve Carney, stevecarneyoutdoors.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.